Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Today we're going to speak about the heart of the human being and more precisely I want to share a message with you that I believe is uh, pertinent and a word in season for us at this time and specifically I want to speak about the dangers of a hardened heart the dangers of a hardened heart. The Bible has a lot to say about the heart of the human being, about the importance of keeping watch and guarding our hearts with all diligence, because as the scriptures say, out of the heart spring the issues of life. Our foundational scripture is taken from Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. I want you to read this verse from your own Bible. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. I looked up the word issues in the dictionary, and this is what it says. Issues means something that is sent out or something that is put forth in any form. It is the act of sending out or putting forth. In this case, It is the heart that puts forth life, health, love, joy, and peace. Now, the New New Living Translation says it this way. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. What this verse says is that the direction of your and my life is determined by the state of our hearts. We can also say it this way. The direction or the course of your marriage, your finances, your health, or any other area of your life is determined by the condition and the state of your heart. Now, as you can see from what we just read, the state and condition of our heart is of primary importance. The Bible places a lot of emphasis on the heart of the human being. Now, in speaking about the dangers of the heart and heart, it's important that we define what the heart is. So when the Bible speaks of the heart, 
What is it speaking of? What is the heart? So I believe, according to the word of God, when the, when the, when the, when the scriptures speak of the heart of man, they refer to the life-giving force of the human being. It refers to the life-giving force of the human being. Let me put it to you this way. Just as the physical heart or the pump, our physical heart, distributes life to the rest of our body. How? Through blood. So is the spiritual heart that brings forth life or puts forth life in the spirit. We have a physical heart for our physical being and we have a spiritual heart for our spiritual man. So our heart, according to the scriptures, serves as the seat or the resting place of God's abiding presence. That is where the spirit of God dwells, within the heart or within the spirit of the human being. Another word for heart in scripture is spirit. Peter calls the heart the hidden man of the heart. Now, the Bible says that the love of God has been poured out where? In our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And that's written in Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Now, he's not talking about the physical heart or the pump that pumps blood in your physical body. It speaks about the spirit, the new spirit of man that God gave us when we got born again. That is where God poured out his love in it. The love of God. The love of God is spiritual. God is spirit. Has been poured out in our hearts or in our brand new spirit by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So when we received Christ as Lord, according to the scriptures, we were born again by the word of God. What does that mean? That means that through the new birth, God gave us a brand new heart or a brand new spirit, a spiritual heart in which he could place his spirit within us. The Bible says that he removed the evil stony heart that was prone to sin and rebellion and placed within us, in the new birth, a heart that is pure and pliable and sensitive to his way of doing things. Notice what God said through the prophet Ezekiel when he spoke about the new covenant that he would establish with his people. Go to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, and we're going to read verse 25, 26, and 27. Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 25, 26, and 27. The prophet spoke of things to come in the new covenant. 
This is what it says. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. This heart of flesh that the Bible speaks about, we received in the new birth, is referring to a brand new spirit or a brand new nature which is none other than God's nature. It refers to it as a heart of flesh. Why? Because it is tender, it is pliable, it is humble, as opposed to a stony heart, which is hard, proud, arrogant, and unyielding to God. That was our old nature. And because of that nature we had, we kept running away from God. But God removed that old stony heart in the new birth and placed a new heart within us, a brand new spirit. And within that new spirit, he placed his presence, his spirit within that brand new spirit he gave us. So the heart that we received when we got born again from God is one that is sensitive, one that is capable of hearing God's voice picking up God's signals, this heart is able to continually receive God's love and God's grace because it is the heart of God that he placed within us. It is this heart, I believe, that Proverbs admonishes us to keep watch over and to guard it with all diligence because out of it flow the issues, or the forces of life. It is this heart that the scriptures admonishes us to guard and to keep a very close watch over. So whether we know it or not, we live life from our hearts. Love and faith flow from the heart of the human being, from the center, from the spirit of the human being. The supply of life comes out of the heart. And that is why the Lord said, keep watch over it. Don't don't allow it to be contaminated or polluted, because if it does, life will not flow out of it, but death and destruction and evil. Jesus said, listen to what he said in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 35. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. You see, both good and evil, they come out of the heart of the human being. Not if, <laughs> it's important for us to take note of that. The heart is the womb, both good and evil. It is the heart that gives birth to both good and evil. And so God is not the author of evil. Man is. Do you see it? 
according to the words of Jesus. He said, a good man out of the good treasure that he stored within his heart brings forth or gives birth to good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure within him brings forth evil. You see, here is the the more reason why we should guard and keep our hearts from being hardened and contaminated by the evil of this world. The Bible teaches that it is not God's responsibility to keep watch over our hearts. That's very important. It is our responsibility to keep, to guard our hearts, just as it was Adam's responsibility to guard and to keep the Garden of Eden and keep out all of the contaminating influences that may come in. And that's what happened in the garden. Adam was the man in authority. He was supposed to guard that garden. He was supposed to keep it, keep all of the evil out of it. But he didn't. He got tempted and they yielded to the enemy. And that's how he came in. So we need to understand that it is man's responsibility to keep watch over his heart. Let me... Let us now explain and examine the definition of a hardened heart. The Bible has a lot to say in the the Old as well as in the New Testaments concerning the, the hardening of the heart. A hardened heart, according to the scriptures, is a heart that has lost its tenderness. That's basically what it is. It has become insensitive and unresponsive towards God as well as towards people. It is the state of someone who has become dull and void of empathy or compassion towards other people. In other words, he doesn't care. That's a hardened heart. Jesus spoke of such people back in his day saying, In the book of Matthew, chapter 13 and verse 15. Look at that verse together with me, please. Matthew, chapter 13 and verse 15. He's speaking of the hearts of people. And he says, for the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with the ear, uh, with the eyes, and hear with the ears, lest they should understand with the hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. Now he's not talking about physical seeing, or physical hearing, or natural understanding. He's speaking about spiritual ears and spiritual eyes and a heart that has grown hard and does not understand the ways of God. And he says the only way for such people to be healed or restored or delivered is for them to see again with their eyes, talking about spiritual vision, to hear with their ears, spiritual hearing, And to understand with the heart, spiritual understanding. And when that happens, he says, they will turn or repent 
and then I should heal them. So another word for heart is dull. When the heart is hardened through sin, it loses its ability to sense spiritual things. And that's what Jesus is talking about. Just as in the natural, so in the spirit. When, when a human, when the heart, when the pump, the physical pump of a human body stops sending blood, what happens to the body? We die physically. When you die physically, you lose the ability to sense or feel physical um, senses. Your physical senses cease to function. Amen? You, you, you can't communicate with this physical world anymore because your physical senses died as a result of a heart attack or something. So it is in the spirit. When the heart, the spiritual heart of a human being grows hard and dull and insensitive, we lose our ability to communicate spiritually, to communicate with God, to communicate uh, with, with our spiritual senses. We lose that ability as a result of a hardened heart. Are you with me so far? So you see how important it is to always keep a pliable, a soft, a sensitive heart. Very important. Because if your heart hardens through sin and rebellion and disobedience, then you become unreachable to God and unreachable to man. You lose the ability to hear from God and to feel the way God feels. Now, I believe that many in the church, many in the house of God have heart problems today because of one thing or another, because of unforgiveness, because of past painful experiences. You know, these things, if we don't watch ourselves, they can make our heart grow hard and cynical against people, against God. And so because of compromise, because of disobedience, I believe that many in the house of God have grown hard and dull when it comes to spiritual things. And I want us to look at a biblical example here of a people that have lost their sensitivity. They've lost communication with God. And yet, they were very religious. In the Gospel of St. Mark, we see a perfect example of a hardened heart in the religious leaders who were more concerned about the religious protocols than the desperate need of the people around them. They were surrounded by needed people who needed their help, who needed their encouragement, who needed healing and restoration, and yet they were completely insensitive towards these people as a result of the hearts growing hard and dull. Let's look at this incident in Mark's Gospel, chapter 3, and we're going to read verse 1 through 6, a perfect example of what we're talking about this afternoon. Mark's Gospel, chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. And Jesus entered the synagogue again, and a man who was there, who had a withered hand. 
So they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, Step forward. Then he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save a life or to kill? But they kept silent. And when Jesus looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of the hearts, he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Then the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. Now you see here, the scripture says that Jesus became angry with him. You know, there's such a thing as a righteous anger. And we see Jesus expressing that righteous anger more than once. When he was at the temple and he saw what was going on, how they made his, his house, his father's house, a place of, of a den of thieves, he was angry and he overturned the tables. Here again, we see Jesus expressing righteous anger. And the word says he was grieved over the hardness of the heart. Why? Because the Pharisees knew the scriptures. They ought to know better. They had the law. They had the prophets. But they lacked compassion and mercy. And as a result, they lost the ability to minister to God's people effectively. That is why Jesus was grieved in his heart and he was angry. You see, the dangers of falling into the same category of people is just as real today, I believe, as it was in the days of old. In fact, the danger of this is more real in our day than ever because of the abundance of lawlessness and the flooding of evil in our present world. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 24 and verse 12. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. In other words, you can say it this way. And because lawlessness will abound, the heart of many will grow hard and cold. He's not talking about sinners here who do not know the Lord. He is speaking about believers who know God and are born of the Spirit of God. Jesus said the love of many, many believers will grow cold in the last days. Why? Because of the, of the abundance of lawlessness and the increase of evil and darkness in the world, many believers will be affected and contaminated by the evil of this present world. That is why he told his disciples, watch and pray that you may be counted worthy to stand before the Son of Man on that day. Watch, he said, and pray. Keep a guard over yourselves, over your hearts, that you may not fall into temptation. See here, watchfulness is the key. We've got to constantly keep a watch over our hearts, over the state and condition of our hearts. Because that's where life flows from. That's where love and joy and peace 
and health and strength flows from. You see, we can be familiar with the scriptures, just as the Pharisees were, and we can boast about the knowledge of the word of God that we might have. We can even sit in church Sunday after Sunday, and we can worship God with our songs and praises. We can even pray, and yet, listen to this, remain untouched and unconcerned by the plight of the people around us because our hearts are hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. It can happen where we become unresponsive to the needs around us, where we are not aware. Sometimes we live in the same house and we cannot pick up the signals that are being sent from our spouse's hearts because our hearts are insensitive. They've grown hard through anger, through unforgiveness, through bitterness through disobedience, and the, and the person next to us is crying out for some love, for some compassion, from some empathy, and we are unable to give it because we have grown hard and dull, and, and, and we need to be careful of that. It can happen to the best of us. When we are no longer touched with the feelings of others' weaknesses or infirmities, <clears throat> When we become critical and judgmental towards others because of their shortcomings, when we no longer care for those who are lost and without hope, I believe it's a sure sign that our heart has grown hard and is hardened. You see, here in what we've just read, in the picture that I've just given you from Mark's Gospel, the Pharisees didn't care about man's condition. They didn't care that the man needed restoration or healing. All they cared about was the religious protocols and traditions. In other words, they put more emphasis on the religion and the, and the practices and the traditions more than they cared about the man's well-being. And the same thing can happen with us today. When we focus on other things and consider other things more important than people, that's what happens. Folks, we need to understand that the heart of God is with people. It's all about people. Ministry is about people. Work is about people. God loves people, period. It's like a businessman, say, for instance, who, who runs an enterprise and focuses more on the profits and works its employees to the bone, literally, but does not care about the state or the condition of its workers. You know, this can happen even with our domestic workers, we who have domestic workers. We don't realize what they go through to come to work, especially in South Africa in the days that we are living in. In other words, they put their lives in their hands by getting out of the house in some places uh, of, the, of the, the violence and the killings and the robbings that are going around to come to work. And, and we need to understand and we need to put ourselves in their shoes and, and feel the way they feel in order to earn some money to be able to feed themselves and the family that depends on them. 
And we have many Zimbabweans here, many from Malawi, many from the neighboring countries that they're the only ones in the family who earn a living. And they have 10 or 12 people looking to them and waiting for their support. And I believe we as people who who have been blessed with so much, we should stop and consider how they feel and be touched with the feelings of their infirmities. Do you understand where I'm coming from? This is really, the Lord spoke this to my heart so loudly the other day. And you know, sometimes when I get up in the morning, I, I don't usually um, I begin with prayer. I sit quietly and I, I endeavor, I put up my antenna and endeavor to pick up the promptings of God's heart. Lord, what, what is your heart like today? What, what is it that you care about today? I want to feel what you feel. I want to see what you see. I want to be able to understand what you understand. And if I have a hardened heart, or if you have a hardened heart, you will not be able to pick up that signals that come from the heart of God because he wants us to do something in in order to help someone who might be going through a difficult time, who might be discouraged, who might be going through a hopeless situation and needs a word of encouragement or an act of love that will somehow reassure that person and affirm them in the Lord. And if we have a hardened heart, we're not going to be able to pick up those signals to pick up the rhythm of God's heart. And this is what it's all about. In a love relationship with God, it's all about picking up the rhythm of God's heart and flowing with Him, loving with Him, working with Him, giving with Him. That's what it's all about. And and, and this can happen to a church as well. And it, it, is, it is a very real danger when a church or a ministry focuses more on programs, on buildings, on numbers, rather than the condition or the state of their flocks, they lost the plot. Really. There's a beautiful verse in the book of Proverbs that says to the pastors and to the shepherds, know the state and the condition of your flocks. We got to know our sheep intimately. We got to know those whom God has entrusted their souls to us. We've got to be able to know them so intimately. When they're going through rough times, we ought to be able to pick up those signals without them calling us and go to prayer on their behalf. Are you listening to me? That can only take place when we maintain a soft, a pliable, a tender heart towards God and towards people. So we need to understand that God, as as I've mentioned to you, loves people. Everything he does, he has people in mind. He has the best interests in heart for people, for you and I. And everything he does, he does it with this in mind. The Bible says that we are his prized possession. Nothing is more important to God than people. And we ought to be the same way. Nothing should be more important to us. If we love God, we should love people. 
especially the people that are the closest to us, those that God put us together. Amen. Here in this webinar, there are people that belong and are part members of this fellowship, of this ministry. We ought to learn how to communicate with one another, not just on a Sunday when, we, when I come and give you a preaching, but we need to develop a sensitivity towards wanting to know how we're doing. You know, with modern means of technology today, it's so easy to communicate. It's so easy to pick up the phone and call on WhatsApp, on Viber. And, and I can do that with everyone, but we all need to, to be able to get involved in encouraging one another. As the Word of God says, do not neglect the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but learn to encourage one another to admonish one another, even as the days approach, because the days are evil. And so in Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2 says, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also loved us, and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. I, I believe God wants me to communicate a message this afternoon from God's heart to our heart. And I want you to listen with your heart. And it is this. We must never allow our hearts to grow hard and indifferent towards people, all kinds of people, regardless of how we are treated in life. Let me say also this. Pain, if you've experienced pain or rejection, betrayal, all these things have a way of hardening our hearts. We become hard as a result of pain. We become bitter. We become uh, unforgiving. And if we allow our hearts, those things, those pains, those rejections, those betrayals, begin to shape us and instead of overcoming them we give in to them and this is what we must be watchful for circumstances and bad experiences have a way of making us become cynical and careless if we allow them to it's our decision what you allow to come into your heart, that is exactly what's going to take root in your heart. And the word instructs us not to allow a root of bitterness to take hold of us because then we are defiled and we begin to defile other people. Therefore, the need of constantly keeping a close watch over the state of our hearts by continually looking to the Lord. That is one of the ways that we can keep a, a tender, a pliable heart. Keep looking to the Lord, to the goodness of his kindness and love. Keep meditating on his love, on his grace, and allow his love to wash all of that pain, all of that rejection, all of that 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 situation, that what had happened, that betrayal, wash it all away and maintain that purity of heart. Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart, 
for they shall see God. And we need to daily meditate on the goodness of God. Keep your focus on God. Keep your focus on the faithfulness of God. Not what people do to you, what they say about you, what they've done to you. And all of the the enemy would, would love to bring these bad experiences to you. The rejection, the betrayal, the pain, all of those horrible things. But we have a choice. We can reject them. And allow the love of God by meditating on his forgiveness, on his kindness, focusing on Jesus and what he went through for us, rather than meditating on the evil around us or the evil that is done to us. This is a universal law. Whatever we spend our time focusing and meditating on, we become sensitive towards. In other words, if you meditate on the negative, on the pain, on the rejection, on all the things that was done or said about you, then you become so very sensitive to it. But if you focus on God and the goodness and the forgiveness and the grace of God and the kindness of God our Savior, you become sensitive towards God and hard towards those evil things. And so I believe that today we need to pray along those lines. Lord, help me to examine my heart. Am I allowing it to grow cold and hard and insensitive? Or am I, am I growing in this tenderness? Uh, and we need to grow more and more and become more and more tender towards God, towards people. Not to be too quick to judge and to criticize. Not to become cynical and unbelieving but soft-hearted, understanding the other person, where they come from, and, and, and remain and, and keep that tenderness in our hearts. And I believe this is a desperate need for the church today. And, and, and that's what I believe God wanted me to communicate. I'm not going to finish this study today because it's a, it's a huge study, the dangers of the heart and heart. I'm just going to finish one section of this study that I've prepared for us. Uh, today, one section will be done, but then we'll pick it up next week and continue on, on the same theme and on the same subject. So can we all now bow our heads and pray? Pray where you are and, and say, if you sense that you, you're growing hard and insensitive and, and just just bow before the Lord and acknowledge that and ask the Lord to forgive you and to help you become more sensitive and pliable to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. If there is one desire in my heart that is to daily be able to pick up the rhythm of God's heart and to hear his heartbeat and, and to understand how he feels about things so that I can walk with him, because we cannot walk with him unless we are intimately connected to his heart and understand the way he sees things and the way he, he hears and, and feels um, about people. And it's all about people. So let's just pray. I'm going to lead you and then I'm going to wait that you pray. You don't have to pray out loud, but I'm going to give us a few minutes to 
allow that word to sink deep in our minds and in our hearts and and talk to the Lord just between yourself and God. Heavenly Father, thank you for your precious word today that you have delivered to us in love and in gentleness and in kindness, helping us to understand the importance and the value of keeping a close watch over our hearts. For you said that out of our heart proceed the issues of life, the forces of life. And it is so important that we maintain a pure heart, a tender heart, a pliable heart, that we have been given the responsibility and the authority to keep all contaminating influences out of our innermost being and so that we can be a pure spring of life that gives life not only to our own selves and families, but springs forth life to all those around us that need to hear the word of life, that need a touch of your love and of your kindness and goodness. And so, Father, we present ourselves before you this day, and we ask you to help us and to reveal to us those things that cause our hearts to grow hard and unyielding towards you, to become cynical and hard against people. Help us to identify those issues, those things, and to repent and walk away from them and allow your spirit of love to fill those places where we can maintain the tenderness, the purity, the pliableness and the humility that is required so that we can walk with you and flow with the rhythm of your heart. And we ask this in the wonderful name of Jesus and we thank you for it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share.